0: to the BSDcast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. Many sources now claim that renewable energy is already cost-competitive with fossil fuels, though that fact is highly disputed. What isn't really up for debate is that renewable energy is the future, and at some point, it's just a matter of building it all out in all its forms and realizing the long-term benefits. But that points to a major problem with renewable energy, particularly solar power, that it's most inaccessible for low-income families who can't afford that initial investment. According to the National Renewable Energy Laboratory, U.S. households who earn less than $40,000 per year, 40% of the population, account for less than 5% of all solar installations. And that's where community solar comes in, which allows consumers to benefit from solar power without large individual financial investment. Take, for example, a 15,800-panel community solar project in Rhode Island that ultimately allows subscribers to receive an overall 10% discount on electricity bills. And on the line, we've got Ben Frank with SolarEdge, which is helping to provide flexibility and module choice and positioning, along with monitoring to lower operation and management costs. So, Ben, thanks for joining us. And what would you say is the main factor holding back solar power from hitting the mainstream? Is it cost? Something else, or some combination. Well, it's
1: it's a great question. Uh, you know, I think the the industry, you know, definitely saw some challenges related to COVID and and uh, you know supply chain and uh, you know price hikes for components and you know there's there's quite a few things that have happened over the last few years that may have had some impacts. Um, but I, I you know I think in general what we're, we're, we're seeing is, you know, certainly for the commercial market, is that many businesses and and companies are, are, they really are looking and turning to PV uh, or solar to become more energy independent. Uh, They do want to have a safeguard against rising energy prices, which we've seen here and and globally, and also to reduce carbon emissions. Uh, And this is really being driven by a lot of the Fortune 500 companies. And, you know, we we hear this because they're coming to talk to partners like SolarEdge to start to realize some of these benefits. And they're also – we're seeing a shift in the industry where they're moving from, like, CapEx models or capital expenditure models to also include OpEx models or operational models where they're looking at the long-term cost of managing these assets And, um, you know, and I think the exciting part of it is, you know, despite the challenges that may have happened over the last couple of years, is the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, And the expectation is, uh, looking at some of the numbers from SIA uh, that was published by Solar Power World, is that the IRA is expected to help U.S. solar market grow by 40 percent. Uh, through 2027, and that'll add somewhere around 62 gigawatts of additional solar capacity. And how it's actually helping, you know, maybe this is why some of the challenges have happened over the last couple of years is the investment tax credit, right? So this is a federal uh, incentive uh, that has been declining over the last number of years, and the IRA addresses that and actually brings it back up to you know the 30% level where it had been for many, many years, and actually adds additional adders uh, to increase the ITC uh, based on, as you were talking about before, low and moderate income households being at, having access to, to solar work training programs so that more people could get jobs in and, and the renewable industry and even, you know, by America and, and you know, adders like that, they're all being hashed out now. And that really helps uh, increase the, the financial viability of, of commercial projects, and which is why C expects that we will see, you know, the 40% growth over the next four years or so.
0: Interesting. So let's discuss the Rhode Island project. What are its goals and main objectives?
1: So the Rhode Island project. So you know this is exactly to what you were talking about before about 40% of the households that uh, are LMI are low and moderate income, and I think the IRA is is looking at that specifically. I think it's actually, 50, you know, according to New Jersey Clean Energy, 50% plus of US, U.S. households are LMIs, you know, low and moderate income, and the Rhode Island project is is, you know, one of many projects uh, nationwide that are community solar, right? So the IRA has a carve out for community solar and LMI. Um, and it's a, it's a program, it's a solar program or model in the commercial space that gives people access to solar energy that they wouldn't have access otherwise. Either A, because they can't afford to, uh, or B, their, their home... Their condo, their apartment building, their or even their business uh, can't get access to solar because of shading, or you just can't do it, right? It's very difficult to do solar on, on, on apartment buildings. So that's what the Rhode Island project is. So the project was actually uh, designed, installed, and operated by a solar energy development and financing company, a customer of SolarEdge that's called Sunlight General Capital. And it's on a 12-acre rural site in in Rhode Island that has 15,800 solar panels, right? So it's a fairly large system. Uh, And this is, again, one of the benefits of community solar, where the cost for a developer, instead of building a lot of individual residential sites, they could, uh, you know, combine them all into one large site that's many, many megawatts. Um, And, you know, what... What are the objectives of this site is exactly what we talked about when we look at the IRA and community solar benefits where the the it helps the state emit uh, reach their RE growth initiative Rhode Island RE growth renewable energy growth initiative to meet their renewable energy quotas and to provide significant community solar initiative so in this case, residents that are able to subscribe to that site or to be, you know, a customer of this large system actually get a 10% discount on their electricity bills, right? So that's a huge benefit uh, certainly for the LMI community that would like to participate in solar and now can do it and actually reduce their electric bill by 10%. Um, And the other goals and objectives of the Rhode Island project is it's, it's, It's a difficult site, right, Uh, for those of you that have seen, and, you know, we've got pictures of these sites on on, uh, many, many different places on social media. It's a difficult site because it's it's in terrain that's very undulating. Um, It's constrained with trees around it. There are piles of rocks. And Sunlight General is looking for uh, a solution that could help them Still meet the return on investment requirements and still deal with this difficult siting um, uh, concerns. And you know, this is where SolarEdge came in to help uh, have a viable solution and still meet their ROI objectives.
0: Okay, well, you, you mentioned uh, SolarEdge in, in relation to the project. Could could you expand a bit on that? Like, what's their main responsibilities and contributions to the project?
1: So, you know, Sunlight General Capital chose SolarEdge uh, for, you know, I call it the brains of the system, right? The the What SolarEdge produces or what we developed and manufactured are DC-optimized inverter technology, and I I call that the brain of the system, right? So you have your solar panels. When people think about solar systems, they think about, you know, the solar panels, which is a huge part of it but you need to be able to convert that DC energy into AC to connect to the grid. So that's what we do. So and we do it a little bit differently than most companies out there. We take a traditional inverter. We kind of tear it in half, and now we have an inverter, and we have an optimizer. And it's the optimizer that's really the secret sauce of why we're able to be uh, or help customers like Sunlight General Capital be successful on these sites. And that's for a number of, uh, you know, a number of different aspects. The first thing is, as I mentioned before, very difficult site, and they needed a way to increase the energy production despite the challenging site. And the DC Optimizer, which sits beneath the solar panel, helps optimize the amount of production and energy yield so that the site could produce more energy and therefore have all these subscribers who are enjoying the savings uh, on on their, their bills. So for an investor developer like Sunlight General Capital, they meet their ROI. And for the community that subscribes to this site, they're getting as much electricity savings as possible. The other benefits of having the power optimizer is it helps with design flexibility, right? So I've mentioned a couple of times that the site is very, very difficult. And you do have to string these systems together. you got to string all the solar panels together as efficiently as possible so that you can maximize the energy yield despite having an unusual shape, right? You're, you're constrained, like this is the land that they have and nothing else. So our optimizers gives a lot of flexibility from a design point of view to, again, maximize the layout and, and maximize the production. And I the, the third piece is I mentioned earlier about how a lot of uh, commercial customers uh, are, are looking not just at the capital expenditure, like how much is it going to cost me to build a site, they're also looking at the OpEx. Like, what will it cost to operate this site over time, and how can I bring that cost down? And that's the other beauty of having a power optimizer, where you're actually be able to monitor and track the system performance remotely right down to the module level, right? Because the optimizer are your ears and eyes at the module level so that you could see everything. So again, for an investor developer like Sunlight, they're able to maximize the system uptime lower their O&M costs right to protect their investment and 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 make the overall cost of the system lower and then for the local community right as long as that system is producing energy they're able to offset their electric bill if it's not producing they can't offset their electric bill so having that optimizer and and helping with O&M costs are are very key and then the last thing that, that I would mention is also safety. You know, there there's uh, industry standards out in, in the solar industry here in the U.S. related to safety and rapid shutdown, which mostly applies to rooftop. But, you know, SolarEdge's DNA has always been centered around safety and having the safest possible solution for people working on site or being near near the site. And our optimizers, I keep coming back to the optimizers, and our secret sauce, they do have built-in safety features, safety C, uh, ARC fault capability, uh, Sense Connect, which is something new that we're, we're monitoring. We always watch the temperature, the health, and the safety of the system that, again, helps for the developers of the system to meet all the safety standards out there. As well as, you know, reducing any potential risk for local communities that may be concerned about a solar system that is is in their neighborhood, they won't need to be concerned if it uses a solar edge technology.
0: Okay, then. Well, uh, before I let you go, um, could you share some of the results of the project? You know, share some stats that you might have with our audience.
1: Absolutely. So. You know, looking at the snapshots in the last year or so of uh, about six months, you know, a period of time that covered from, you know, springtime to summer into fall, so really capturing, a, you know, a good chunk of, of the year. Uh, the Rhode Island project produced 5.81 gigawatt hours of, of solar energy. Uh, about 2.46 gigawatt hours of that was earmarked for that Rhode Island you know, renewable growth initiative while the rest of it, about 3.35 gigawatt hours was available to 700 local residents and businesses through the community solar project. Right? So 700 people that for whatever reason because of cost uh, or not having a, a viable roof available were able to get access to clean energy, um, solar power, and to reduce their bill by 10%, you know that's that's pretty significant. So uh, somewhere in the order of $26,000 of savings were passed on to these subscribers over uh, a period of that period of six months. And over the course of a year, it, it adds up to around $74 of savings uh, based on the current energy prices. And then, of course. When we look at you know why are people doing solar and why do we want to have solar, the CO2 emissions reduction was somewhere uh, just over 3.4 million pounds of coal burned. So uh, all the folks were enjoying the you know the benefits of you know cleaner environment as well as actually saving money. So I think those are really some of the highlights of of the that community solar project uh, or, or Rhode Island project for Sunlight General Capital.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks, Ben. I want to thank you for your time and to our audience. Thanks for joining in. Stay safe and healthy and have a great day.